When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, right. It's time to enter our football time machine. It's time to go back to the decade that we haphazardly label as the noughties, the 2000s, and to the football of its time. I am Jake from Motive Football. I'm going to do something a little bit special here on the Noughties Nostalgia podcast today. This is episode 58, and we're going to play a little game I like to play called Obscure Footballer. So, what I did was. I asked, I called out on the Twitter sphere, name me your most obscure footballer ever. See if I can remember them, recognize their names, and this is what we're gonna do today. So without further ado, let's get stuck straight into it, shall we? So the rules of obscure footballer, let's have um, a little, uh, Skinny on the rules, shall we? And what we're going to do today, um, this episode, of course, is called Obscure Footballers. Your footballer that you suggested will be confirmed as obscure. If I've had to Wikipedia them to confirm that they exist or that they are real, um, to see where they've played, etc., etc. Footballers who played their Premier League career before roughly 2000 and will be named obscure automatically, um, obviously, um, with exception, so if you say Kevin Keegan, obviously I know Kevin Keegan is um, to pluck a random footballer out of me there who's um, played football uh, professional before 2000. Um, they'll be named automatically because I, um, I've probably got the a grasp on things after 2000. I think I like to think I've got a good player database in my head after 2000 and can gauge it properly. Obviously, this comes with 
hundreds of thousands of hours, not even exaggerating there, playing football manager, championship manager, etc., etc., um, from probably the 2001-2 edition onwards. That maybe sound arrogant. These are the rules. These are the rules of the game. So let's um, let's just get. Let's get underway, shall we, with an absolute beauty there from Matty McDonald. He says, Damien Plessis, and I was umming and ahhing over this because I know Matty in real life. Um, I'm going to give Plessis obscure, he's obscure, so so close to not being, because I know him in real life, Matty, that is. Um, I know that he followed Liverpool for a bit, and I probably, because of that um, assumption, I had an ex- an instinct that he was a failed Liverpool player stroke, Liverpool Academy player because of that. And I had to go onto Wikipedia to check. So therefore, he's obscure. Um, hazy start to the rules there, but um, which isn't good for this game, but we will push on. We'll push on. And um, we've got a few suggestions by George Spencer. First off, Slavisa Jakanovic. And now, unfortunately, um, another hazy start, really, continuing this hazy start to this game. He's definitely not obscure now because of his managerial career. And I think, to an extent, this can translate onto... This can translate onto, you know, his character as a person, managerial career, if he's a really good manager to the level that he is now as a, you know, Premier League Championship level manager, which he is. I can't see him as an obscure footballer, really. Obviously, I do remember that he played for Chelsea around the, you know, the dark times of the early, early 2000s. I can picture him with the, the not the Premier League font on his back. Sort of like the 2000, 2001 Autoglass shirt with the with the font on the back, with Yukanovic on the back. I can picture that quite vividly for some reason. Um, so unfortunately, Yukanovic is not is not obscure. Winston Bogard, perhaps one of the better known players on this list, actually. Um, unfortunately, Bogard is famous for not playing for Chelsea. I remember back in the day, the shoot magazines, uh, match magazine really, um, would make fun of him not playing. Um, and I, for some reason, this stuck in my head. I've got a very, um, I might be mentally ill, actually. Uh, I've got a very vivid memory of that. Uh, but obviously, Bogard enjoyed success beforehand with um, with Ajax in the mid-90s, was part of the uh, the team that splintered off from the Champions League winning team in 1995. I've not got notice on this. I'm just, you know, reeling it from the back of my head, that grey matter in the back of my head. Um, George Spencer also suggests Froda Grodas, and he sounds like he should live in Middle Earth, to be honest with you. And I did have to Wikipedia him, so yes, uh, Grodas is obscure. Well done. Um, he was he was apparently a, a squad member in two World Cups for Norway, 1994 and 1998. He was born in Volda in Norway, which again does sound quite Middle Earthy. And apparently he played for Chelsea and Spurs, apparently, in between that. I think this was... Scandinavian football had quite a boom in the mid-90s, didn't it? You see, you got Sweden and Denmark doing quite well. You've got Norway doing quite well towards the back end of the 90s. And as a result, we've got obviously the geography of it does help as well. There's a lot of Scandinavians in the Premier League, say from about 94 onwards to about 98. That was kind of like a boom period for Norwegian football, Swedish football, the, all the um, imports into the Premier League as well. And um, Grodas was apparently a part of that. Um, not to know they're going to solve shower or Tori Andrew Fleur, admittedly, but still. He's obscure because I, I hadn't heard of him before ever. Bernard Lambord. Right, now he sounds like a 90s Marseille player. So I'm going to go through my process, my thinking, when I first see a name as well. For someone who I might not recognise. And um, he, this Lambard does sound like a mid-90s player. And perhaps I should have got him because of who suggested him, George. I know he's a big Chelsea fan. And... Um, Lambard, Chelsea player, a wilderness signing between 1997 and 2001. Also shout out to Scott Shaw as well, who also suggested Lambard. So we've got 
Bernard Lambar is a obscure footballer alongside Plessy and Froda Grodas, that um, habitant of Middle Earth, as we've already discussed. So moving on to a couple of suggestions from the FT LOL podcast. So we've got um, a couple of um, a couple of suggestions here. We've got Sam Dalabonna. Now, Dalabonna, easy, obscure. Um, I recognised him. I didn't have to Google him. I didn't have to Wikipedia him. I know he's a Chelsea reject from the late 90s, or early 2000s. I can again like you kind of itch picture him in that auto glass shirt from 90 or from 2000, 2001 with the font on the back. Maybe I just love auto glass because of the, the advertisement campaigns. Um, I'm not going to call him obscure. Isaiah ranking was another suggestion from FT law podcast. Again, not obscure football league legend. Maybe in some circles, he might be obscure to any foreign listeners listening to this, uh, but anybody who's watched soccer Saturday here in the UK back in the day, will be remembering his name and it just trips off the tongue for me. So, I mean, Another one which I'm not very sure about, the third and final suggestion from FD LOL podcast, Paolo Vanassa. Now, I'm not sure if he's obscure or not, but as soon as I saw this message drop into my Twitter, I screamed Watford 2000. The one season, the first season when they were in the Premier League, when they went straight back down, like in 2007. So I guess by the rules, he hasn't passed our obscurity test, but he's definitely obscure. But for the rules of this game, he's not obscure. I don't know why, how, how I plucked this name out of thin air. I did play a lot of FIFA 2000. Watford were on that um, back in the day when there was only the Premier League and a few other leagues in there, the top divisions. Um, I seem to remember Paolo Vanazza probably because it's a, it's quite a, quite an exotic name, isn't it, for the Premier League in 1999, 2000. He was in there and I, I, my first instinct was Watford 2000 and it was, um, unfortunately, he was part of that team. Didn't play much else, but um, that must have stuck in my mind. As I said, I've, um, not quite a deranged mind. Gav Mack, he comes in with a few suggestions as well. Gary Breen, the first, absolutely no chance for Gary Breen. Gary Breen is a legend. Ireland's fullback at the 2002 World Cup, also Coventry legend. But I do think that my thinking, my point of view here is skewed because one, I'm half Irish and um, followed Ireland at the 2002 World Cup. And I have kind of this weird kink for Coventry in the Subaru era, which Gary Breen was a part of. Also playing at fullback there in the late 90s, early 2000s. And we are fantastic footballer. What a player um, he was. Him and Dennis Irwin. Could you ask for a better fullback combination ever? <laughs> and uh, Mark Draper is, um, I should have got this. I didn't. So he's obscure by the rule book. And my first thought was 1994 Southampton. Maybe I'm getting it mixed up with Draper Tools, which was... Um, May or, may or may not have been Southampton's um, shirt sponsor at the time. Um, I did have to check, so so it, he, he is obscure, really. And to be fair, I probably should have got him. I probably caught him in some old match of the day highlights. He, of course, played for Aston Villa between 1995 and 2000. Gav Mack's third and final suggestion is John Clegg. So I Wikipedia his name and it took me to a disambiguation page. So you can definitely peg Clegg there for being obscure, can't you? But... I couldn't find any evidence for a John Clegg footballer. There is a John Clegg footballer page on Wikipedia, but it's devoted to a, an Australian rules footballer, which, you know, this, this is unfortunately not our our purview here. I do know a Michael Clegg who played for uh, Manchester United. I'm pretty sure Gav here is trying to hoodwink me because it's a fairly, no, it's not a common name, but it's it passes off as real. I know a Clegg family where I'm from. I could easily see a John Clegg sprouting up here in, <laughs> in like the nineties as a like thirty year old you know, jobbing midfielder for a for a Wimbledon sort of thing. But 
I couldn't find any existence, any evidence of his existence, unfortunately. So I can't really put him down as obscure. And um, sorry about that, but uh, maybe he does exist. Maybe he's so obscure that he doesn't have a Wikipedia page or any, or any, you know, digital footprint. That would be obscure for this game. But that's the rules there. <laughs> and uh, teammates app, he says, Cedric Avinel and um, attached the message here. One for the shootout extras, 2006-7 collectors. Wikipedia said he was signed in January 2007 and was subbed up half time on his debut, never to play in the Premier League again. So before I went to check, I had a, I had two feelings here. Watford, obviously, teammates, I was slightly skewed, obviously slightly uh, leading me astray here, 2006-7. I had a feeling of another Watford one-season wonder. Or... The Alan Perrin era of Portsmouth when they just signed these people that you've never heard of before or since and just kind of stayed afloat until Harry Redknapp returned, that sort of player. Um, Something I was right with Watford, I think it was, I don't think I do know Cedric Avinel, uh, but the 2006-07 there, I think, um, led me down that path. He did play for Watford in that season. I did have to check to confirm, so he's definitely obscure. One match, um, still playing today, 35-year-old for Ajaxio in uh, League 2, I believe. So, well done to Cedric Avina. Podfather Mag says Fumasa or Fumaka. It's got the little Portuguese accent underneath the sea. I'm going to go for Fumasa. Now, I've seen the name. I've seen the name in my many thousands of hours logged on obscure footballing seasons. Having gone through three Fumasas on Wikipedia... I think I found the one. The three Fumasas all played, all played football, by the way, not just some random guy. He did have loan spells at Birmingham, Colchester, Barnsley, Palace, Newcastle, all done from his parent club at Catanoos, which is really bizarre. Uh, you receive on the Wikipedia, I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has been on Wikipedia to look at football's profile, right? There's a bit on the right hand side which says date, start date, start years, end, end years. And his Catanoos career starts at 1990, question mark, which is very ominous. Um, he's definitely obscure. I've seen the name. I know I was seeing the name because he played for Newcastle United on loan in the 1999-2000 season. I do a lot of Newcastle what-ifs, often go to those sorts of sorts of pages, um, unfortunately. And then, um, yeah, he's definitely obscure. I did have to check. I'd seen the name. I thought he might have been like a sporting Lisbon wonder kid from like 2001 or something like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's definitely obscure. Well done, Podfather Mags there. Maracas Flute comes in with an actual absolute beauty here. Israel Zuniga. Now, I thought someone would have been zinging me, playing a prank, hoodwinking me, but for the picture that Maracas Flute kindly provides, which is a really old sticker book picture. And uh, wouldn't you know, he's a Coventry City legend between 2000 and 2002. And I can't believe that flew under my radars. Probably just outside of the Coventry era that I revere so much, mainly the 97, 98 season that I like of Coventry, despite obviously not watching football at the time. Peruvian Coventry player. Yeah, you got me there. That's definitely obscure. <laughs> he's definitely obscure there. He's Israel Zuniga. Um, Congratulations there. And uh, Chris Sargent 4, he says, he's got a few of us for us. Um, Sean Dundee, unfortunately, I can't accept him as obscure. He's famous, I think, for not being right good. Famous for being a flop in that time. I can vividly picture him in that really thick, sort of white collar Liverpool shirt, 98, 99, 99, 2000, that sort of era. Um Definitely picture Sean Dundee there. Didn't play a right lot for Liverpool. Would have gone off the radar after that. The flopping really. And um, 
yeah, unfortunately, Chris, he's, um, he's not obscure for me anyway. He might be for some others, potentially, obviously. Um, another suggestion is Malenko Aksimovic. And the fact that I think I can pronounce his name perfectly without even thinking goes to show that he might not be obscure because I do remember him. Spurs in that sort of like foggy, that sort of changeover that Spurs had on their shirts between Holston Pills and Thompson, that sort of era, when the shirts got really tight for some weird reason, um, Aksimovic was in there, I think. I, that's what I was thinking anyway. Maybe I was leaning to more towards more the the season where Man United beat him 5-3. That's 2001-2, isn't it? So I was leaning towards that, so around that era. And the foggy Glenn Hoddle time is what I'll call it. Um, between 2002 and 2004, um, that's when Aksimovic played for Spurs. It sounds obscure, but by the rules, I could picture him almost perfectly. I don't know what he looks like. I don't know what he looks like, but I remember the name. I remember sort of have a vivid memory. I don't know. I don't know how the mind works. I'd love to know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> next suggestion, Shabani Nonda. And this sounds so natural off the tongue. It doesn't sound any way, shape or form off the page. It, it looks like a, a wonder kid on a regen on football manager, really. And that's usually the wrong way around for these things. Um, apparently, apparently he had a, so he's obscure because I had to check a loan spell at Blackburn, seven goals in 26 Premier League games in 2006, seven, which is not bad going whatsoever. This was between Roma, Monaco and Galatasaray spells. I should have this really. Shabani Nonda sounds like a fantastic footballer and that goal return to say, Blackburn weren't the best team in 2006-07, probably just about vying for the top half, weren't they? I should have got that. I should have, that's really, um, if it had probably been 2001-02, I'd have got it because that was when my brain was so, so it's still meldable, if that's the word. It's not, it's still malleable to all this information <laughs> and uh, unfortunately just comes a bit after when, um, when my brain was working like that as a young bairn. The final suggestion there from Chris Sargent is Maurizio Solis, which famously means son. I've got no idea who this man is. Definitely obscure. Apparently he was part of the Derby 1997-1998 surprise package team. A Costa Rican, no less, with 110 appearances. Can that make you obscure? Obviously, the further you go down, if you'd have played for Spain 110 times, definitely not, of course. But Costa Rica, he would have played, given his... Um, Given the time that he played for Costa Rica, he would have played in the 2002 World Cup, would have played in the 2006 World Cup as well. So unfortunately, um, he is obscure. He, didn't, he did pass the obscurity test that we do here on the uh, Obscure Football Game, apparently. Um, the Anglo-Italian podcast, check them out if you've got a chance. Um, he's just got three suggestions here. Um, two absolutely no chance, one that I thought um, <laughs> was an absolute joke, right? Starting off Albert Ferrer, and I've no chance of this. I remember his time at Barcelona. I remember his time at Chelsea as well. For solid fullback for... Um, I can't quite remember if he's um, French or Spanish, which is really weird. Um, but um, I do remember his time at that autoglass era of Chelsea. The I think the Overmars team at Barcelona may have been there, may have left, but it's sort of around that era. It's a late Van Gaal Barcelona team. Albert Ferrer, definitely in there. Um, I didn't have to check, so he's, he's not obscure. Kevin Harlock, Manchester City legend. Distinctively remember him in that EDOS kit. This is mainly me remembering kits. I, I am fully aware of that. But it's how you uh, how you uh, sort of remember things. Like I was, I remember, well, I don't remember because I wasn't really watching football. It had been nine months, but Andy Townsend in that green and black Muller kit for Aston Villa. That sort of thing. That's how you sort of... Your brain puts two and two together, I think. But yeah, Kevin Hollock here, um, 
would have come up the leagues for Man City and then obviously dumped when they got to the Premier League. Um, I remember him. Um, so yeah, not obscure. But the last one, the last one, oh my God, this is probably the best one we've had. I'm going to take a run up to this pronunciation. <laughs> um, we've got Orfeo Kaiserverd. Spelt completely differently, but um, it's from Suriname, which is you know a Dutch sort of you know outpost. So I'm, I presume that's how his uh, surname is pronounced. I was absolutely convinced that this was like a master league player from PES three or something like that. One, one appearance for Oldham. Ow. <laughs> Admittedly, Oldham were in the Premier League. I'm never going to get that in a million years. I may cover his appearance soon on the Barclays podcast if you check that out on Fridays, but I deeply doubt it. He's definitely obscure. Orfeo Kaiserverd. My God. I'm going I'm to load up Championship Manager 97, 98 after this. I'm going to sign him, see if he's good. Uh, I doubt it. I've forgotten what position he plays. That's how uh, obscure he is. A fantastic suggestion there. Probably the best one we've had today. Uh, Dazza says, Stephen, <laughs> another run up at this surname. Stephen Moyakolo. Right, now this sounds like a championship manager region from 2002, probably because I'm thinking of um, Tonton Zola Makoko. Uh, but apparently he played 21 Premier League games, four appearances over three years for Wolves. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely, categorically obscure there. And um, this is a crazy one, um, this next one. Dave Mathis in 84. You'll find this out on the uh, Barclays podcast upcoming on Friday. I've not even recorded it, but I've written the notes. I've watched the footage. Darren Beckford appears in that Barclays episode. The first time I ever heard of him was writing the notes for this. And I wrote the notes for the Barclays the day after. So this is, you know... Or, uh, simulation theory, what they call it. At first, I was writing these notes. So this is my notes before I found out Darren Beckford actually existed and scored a Premier League goal, which we'll discuss on Friday. Are we sure that this isn't a Darren Byfield and Jermaine Beckford mashup? Now I know, obviously, I know better now. Um, he played out the majority of his career prior to me getting into football, really, but um, played for Norwich and Oldham in the early Premier League days. So remember that on Friday. Um, I've probably seen him in hazy 240p footage somewhere. Um, sort of like 93, 94, when you look at the Premier League years, for example, which I use a lot for the Barclays, um, he's, he'll be in there, won't he? Definitely. Johnny Cooper, 91, he suggests Nick Culkin. Now, for any, I'm not going to say mere mortal, but for anybody normal, <laughs> not of my disposition, my disposition being a Manchester United fan, he was definitely, definitely obscure. But for me, a probably have a good memory on academy players at Man United from sort of around 2000, talking to Ronnie Wallworks, I'm talking Fraser Campbell. Well, Fraser Campbell's not really obscure, is he now? But um, those types of players, you know, Mark Pugh, those types of players, Bojan Djordjic, those types of players who around that time were also in the academy with Nick Culkin, academy player for Man United goalkeeper, played one Premier League game, coming on for Raymond van der Howe in the in the fuzzy push Michael days at Manchester United. Um, shout out to Dean Pope who, who suggested Nick Culkin as well, um, alongside Johnny Cooper. But for the rules of this game, he cannot be obscure because I remember him quite vividly, well, not vividly, but I, I kind of vaguely remember what he looks like and that he did play for Man United here and there, thereabouts. So no Man United players can really go under the radar, really, for me, unfortunately, unless it's before 98 um, or maybe even before 94, something like that. Nathan, he asks, Joey ba Joey O'Brien, West Ham player, question mark. Um, I don't remember him from West Ham, but I do remember him from Bolton. Played 150 Premier League games and 
he's probably the more, most obscure player to reach 150 Premier League games, maybe. Um, maybe Sylvan Morvo, who I'm just pick, plucking out of thin air, probably didn't play that many Premier League games. I think he played for Newcastle. Um, maybe wrong. He may be obscure and I don't even know it. Joey O'Brien, yeah, I do remember him from Bolton. Um, as opposed to West Ham, but he's not, not getting in. Without a shadow of doubt, he's um, not a Premier League legend, not a stalwart by any means, but um, he's there. He exists. I know he exists, so he can't be uh, in the obscure footballers hall of fame. Dean Pope, he's got a few suggestions. You got Milton Nunez. Um, my first thought was Costa Rica 2006 World Cup might have had a good 45 minutes in that World Cup, you know, when they were holding Germany for a bit in the opening game. But apparently he had one game for Sunderland in the 2000-2001 season. I might have known from Dean. I know he's a Sunderland fan. And I got his nationality wrong. He's on Honduran. So in the right ballpark, probably not politically fantastic for Honduras and Costa Rica. I don't know how they are. I don't know the geopolitics of um, Central America too much to uh, delve into that one. But in terms of Milton Nunez, obscure as hell, isn't he? Um, definitely. Uh, the next is Mixu Patalainen. Now, I've either seen this name, this is my first thought here, I've either seen this name or I think I have because of the sort of the Finnish suffix and to his surname, the rhythm to his name, which... It sound it looks as though it's quite hard to pronounce, but once you get into it, you know, we've had experience of this before. Mika Hakkinen, and Yusi Askalain and Yari Lippmann, and we all know how Finnish surnames work now. My first thought was he sounds like a fringe player for Celtic. Sort of like the era of like two thousand and two, that sort of time. Um he's obscure. I checked and I probably got these ideas from because of his recent management spells in Scotland, did play football in Scotland as well. Um but unfortunately, for me at least, he's definitely obscure. He is um, in the Hall of Fame, so to speak. And uh, maybe if he rises up the managerial ladder a bit more in the SPL or Scottish Premiership, he will become in obscure, but we will, uh, we'll come to that when uh, when it's time to, if it is time to, of course. Michael Reddit is the next suggestion. I've never heard of him, but uh, being that Dean's a Sunderland fan, he had to be an obscure Sunderland footballer. I went and checked. 1999 to 2004, apparently, played a whopping total of 10 games. <laughs> yeah, he's obscure. He's obscure. David Livermore, Football League legend, kind of a legend. The name rung a bell, maybe because it's Jake Livermore. I don't know. He sounds like an EFL commentator. I had to check, so he's obscure as well. Uh, Thomas Helmer. Now, this is kind of... there. The, I, he sounds like an unused sub for Germany at Euro 96. Perhaps I'm getting him confused with Thomas Hassler as well, who also played for Germany around this time. Uh, Champions League winner with Dortmund I had to check um, because of this confusion admittedly so he is obscure a Sunderland obscurity but he did play in both Euro 92 and Euro 96 finals so we do have that as well so is can you be obscure if you're playing in two major tournament finals for a team like Germany as well um, it's a tough one isn't it it's a tough one I'm, I'm gonna err on the side with Dean there and say he's obscure um, probably the best performance there four out of four or four out of five because he said nick Culkin, but the four out of four from deep four out of five from dean that's fantastic work um we'll probably play this again another day but we've got some more suggestions we've got a lot more suggestions to go through here the chat grapple and cheap pops podcast suggests rami shaban now a couple of suggestions here from this guy um I unfortunately do know them because they've had absolute shockers at Old Trafford. Rami Shaban being one legendary third-choice goalkeeper for Arsenal when 
David Seaman was on his way out sort of between 2002, 2004, that sort of time. Remember him coming on at Old Trafford when one of the goalies was injured, so definitely not obscure for me. John Eustace as well, he suggests. Football League legend, I can't have him either. The name just is quite vivid in my mind. Soccer Saturday, that sort of thing, you know probably pitch up at a, any game in 2008 in League One and he'd be there at the Championship or whatever, um, he'll be there. Nelson Vivas, another Old Trafford shocker there for Arsenal. Like Shaban, I'm pretty sure he played in the 6-1 game in 2001. Um, I'm not classing him as obscure, but he's far more obscure than most on this, um, on this list, but he doesn't pass our test. Now, this one's a tough one. Roland Nielsen. I've seen the name plenty of times, seen the name plenty of times. My instinct said to me, Sweden 94, I remembered him at Coventry because, as we know, we all love the late 1990s Coventry side. I should have remembered him, though, from Sheffield Wednesday, where he started his um, started his um, English career in the 90s and played for Sweden in the 94 World Cup and all the way up to 90, uh, 2002, I think. I'm not too sure on the end date of his international career there, but he unfortunately is not, not obscure because I, um, I do remember him from Coventry. Um, maybe I'm slightly skewed there because of all my love Coventry. One day I'm going to actually go to Coventry and see it as a city. Who knows? John Dreyer. Now, he sounds like Southampton 1995. I checked and I really should have got this. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> He's obscure. He played for Bradford City in their promotion rise to the Premier League. And I might have known because looking back now, I remember that if anybody's played FIFA 2000, I play FIFA 2000 a lot, even to this day. I always play as Bradford City, nearby club to me. It was there one of the the first time they were in the uh, FIFA franchise, wasn't it? Being in the Premier League that year, so I always play as um, I always play as Bradford City on that game, and I sell John Dre a lot on that game to buy players like Zidane, which he can on FIFA 2000 because it's crazy. Um, so I really should have. Um, I can picture his name in that font, J Dreyer, Dreyer in that font. Um, I should have got it. Unfortunately, I didn't. Tom Moore, he suggested Adam Porridge. And now again, he's another one of these Portsmouth mid-2000s under Redknapp and Perran, which I thought, apparently not. Um, he played for Sheffield Wednesday between 1993 and 1998. And he played 13 games. There's absolutely no chance I'm going to ever get him in the real world. So, Adam Porridge, well done. You are obscure. I don't know if that's denotes a well done. It probably doesn't. <laughs> well done, you had such a poor footballing career that we don't remember you. Um, Chris Etchenham, he says, Brett Angel, Angel, I don't know. I, did, I can't pronounce his surname, so he's definitely obscure. I did have to check. What a journeyman. Probably most well-known, maybe, for Southend and Stockport, but spent time higher up in the the uh, tier system with Everton and Sunderland. So you're in the obscure Hall of Fame as well. So we've got Jake Collinson here. He comes in with Lee Tier. Now, absolutely not. I'm having him all day in that 2003 Everton squad when Wayne Rooney breaks in. And also, I'm of the opinion that of the early 2000s, no Chinese, Japanese, South Korean player in the Premier League can truly be obscure because of the novelty of them. I'm talking Sun Ji Hai. Park Ji Sun can't be anywhere because he was such a good player. But players like that, South Koreans, China, Chinese especially, because we don't really get an awful lot of Chinese players here in England. So the novelty of him, you know, I'm talking Jun Chi Inamoto, those types of players, the, the novelty of seeing a... East Asian in in the Premier League anyway, it's such a high level, it's such a novelty that I can't think that they, they are obscure really, unfortunately. Arnold Mvuba is the next one, a name I've definitely seen, maybe I've just seen the surname to be fair, and uh, for the one name I've not said that he played for Portsmouth, Alan Perrin, but he actually was playing for Portsmouth around this time. Uh, so that one slipped under the radar, didn't it? So well done, Jake. Yeah, Arnold Mvuba is obscure. 
per crawl drop. Now, I had to check, but my first thought was Denmark 2002 World Cup. I couldn't pin down a club team. I've definitely seen the name, seen the name tons of times. In the Premier League, he played one game for Everton between 2005 and 2006. Did play 33 times for Denmark between 2004 and 2010. But by the rules, because I had to check, he is obscure. I'd seen the name. I knew the name. I just couldn't pin him down to a club team, unfortunately. But yeah, he's um, he's obscure there, Jake. Two out of three for you. Now, Oliver, he suggests Gerald Seed. Now, 2007-8, Bolton Wanderers, apparently. Absolutely no idea who he is, but I feel as though now I've been pointed in that direction. I can see him in that pure all-white Reebok shirt for Bolton around this time. The Nicholas and Elka Bolton team as it's more famously known. So yes, Gerald Seed, Spanish midfielder maybe. Um, <laughs> not a clue. Uh, yeah, he's obscure. Now, Chris Kelly, he says Neil Finn. Now, he kindly attaches his Wikipedia page. And let's be honest, that did definitely help because I'd never heard of him before. <laughs> and uh, as a result, well done, Chris. He's obscure as well. We're getting quite good at this um, towards the end of this. Um, Derek Cleary, 78, he suggests Hugo Viana. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I had huge hopes for him in a Newcastle shirt. I think it was NTL at the time, maybe lapsing over to Northern Rock, although I'm, I'm going by shirts again, aren't I? Um, Portuguese wonder kid, probably played, probably signed him all the time on Championship Manager 0304. That sounds about the right ballpark, doesn't it? Um, didn't really do a right lot at Newcastle, unfortunately. And um, yeah, uh, Hugo Viana, no, not for me, unfortunately. Questionable football quizzes, says Paolo Tramezzani. Now, he sounds like a Watford Udinese sort of shady exchange deal, doesn't he? Um, but apparently had six Premier League games to his name with what with Tottenham between 98 and 2000. Absolutely no idea. In, in all of his career, he's never played more than 35 league games for one team. So that by, by sort of rule really is obscure, isn't it really? Brian's Gun on Twitter asks, James Pani, Panayani, rather. Now I'm thinking by Leverkusen here at the turn of the millennium. But I think I'm getting it mixed up with Kevin Karani, to be honest. The Wikipedia page is rather svelte for um, for James Paniani here. Um, 13 league games for Watford between 98 and 2002. I thought I'd got all my Watford lads in there for that brief time in the Premier League in 2000. And then apparently he played for Apollon Limassol, only to leave football altogether. Those were his two, those were his two clubs. Um, bizarre and yeah has to be obscure if your if your wikipedia page doesn't have a scroll bar on the right hand side so therefore all the all the information is on one page plus the bottom you know third of the page which you know is links and stuff yeah you're definitely obscure aren't you um james willis 86 he says kappa diawara now with an on plus emoji attached as well <laughs> which says it all diawara is quite a common surname in football so for me it seems like that probably swayed me into believing that I actually might know him, but I don't think I did. 28 Premier League games across three spells for Arsenal. That, no, not though not remember that. Blackburn and West Ham in the late 90s, early 2000s. And well done. Cabadiawara, he's obscure. <laughs> One more point. One, the uh, Crystal Palace fanzine. They have given us two suggestions, two absolutely ridiculous obscure suggestions here it's Zig Zohar missed a penalty versus Southampton they're never seen in England again I assume he's a Crystal Palace not legend cult hero not even a cult hero <laughs> he's definitely obscure Rory Ginty now he sounds like a golfer 
probably been swayed by the raw refactor there, Anna. Sounds made up as well, but apparently had a six-year career, five appearances for Palace, then spells back in Ireland for Shelbourne, Collarin, Ards and Kilkenny City. Yeah, obviously he's obscure. <laughs> I said I was a half Irish, but no, <laughs> no time, no time to remember his name. Sorry, uh, Rory Ginty. Yep, you are obscure as well. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. Crunch Pro on Twitter says, Valerie Bodjinov, now unfortunately he cannot be obscure, mainly because of Football Manager here for me, because I was spent it. I was bought, spent money to buy him on Football Manager, probably around 2006, 2007, Bulgarian centre forward, wonder kid. In that first wave of Manchester City, really spending money under the previous ownership with uh, Faxing Sinovatra there. Um, no, I can't have him, unfortunately, as ob an obscure footballer. But um, for many now, probably, if you're a bit younger than me, if you didn't play football manager around that time, didn't spend ages trolling the Wonder Kids list. You won't know who he is, but unfortunately I do. Yanni Rivers on Twitter says, Patrick Embombing, close with a picture, just the picture. So I had to Google his name. Google reverse image search. So thanks for that. <laughs> Um, I do know who he is. I didn't. I, could, I don't remember his face. Unfortunately, he's not obscure to me for, for very bizarre reasons, I'll tell you them. So in year seven, so that's age 11 to 12 for people who don't know, I was. I had an assignment in history class to write a slave diary. So please stay with me on this one. <laughs> I decided to go through my old 2002 World Cup sticker book in my um, football-centric brain to find a name because I, I needed a name for this um, made-up slave that I'd created. Um... So I, please stay with me on this. I, I went for, I went for the African teams. So the first one, Cameroon. Cameroon, I remember very good at the 2002 World Cup or were around the time. So I went for that. Um, I chose Mbomber as his surname. So I do remember <laughs> Patrick Mbomber because I found his name. I probably melded him and Eric Jemba Jemba together because his, uh, his name was Eric Mbomber with my slave diary. Um, perhaps not the best way. Perhaps I shouldn't have even disclosed that, but here we are. It was just an assignment. I tried to find an authentic name and unfortunately I landed on that through the medium of football sticker books. Um, I'm getting cancelled. Um, at Dempsey FPL says Ian Culverhouse. Now he sounds like an EFL commentator. He'd be, on the, he'd be on the late game, Bristol City versus Swansea. They probably put that in the early game, don't they, for fear of crowd trouble, but he sounds like an EFL commentator. Apparently he's not. 297 league games for Norwich in a decade. That doesn't sound obscure to me, but it, because he played most of his career. Before my time, I'm going to lay my hat on obscure. Now, I've probably, I'm probably coming at this from the wrong point of view. Many people will be like, Ian Colvouse, never obscure in a million years. Probably Norwich fans, obviously. But for me, he is. And it, all this is just points of view and points of reference, really, isn't it? Um, but for me, he's obscure. Miguelino, 9, 2019, 29-10 says Marquez Azeas. Now, thankfully, a pitcher was provided a Coventry player, but he was before my time, unfortunately, before the Subaru, Gordonstrack and those types of times. He was in there. Um, I don't remember him, unfortunately. Um, definitely obscure. And now we've gone through all that. I hope this is um, palatable going through just reeling off, <laughs> reeling off really obscure footballers. Um, I hope this works as a podcast because <laughs> I've quite, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, we end with a joke from Anto O'Shea. Stephen Gerrard, never heard of him. <laughs> we'll be back next week with episode 59 where we'll be discussing your favourite or your best Premier League centre-back partnerships. And if you've got this far, let me know if you want to hear another obscure game. <laughs> a game another game of obscure footballer. We'll get round to it and um, put it on another episode. Um, <laughs> soon yeah really enjoyed this one thank you for listening 
Um, we're on Patreon if you've enjoyed these podcasts. Patreon.com forward slash what if football five days a week content there. Alternate football histories on there. We've got uh, nostalgic podcasts. Um, obviously, in the realm of football, we have got as well um, contemporary football podcast previewing and reviewing all the weekend's action as well. Um, if you enjoy in this, then look ahead for that on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash what if football. Also on YouTube, also on um, the Sports Social Podcast Network, three days a week. As we always are with the Barclays, with Norris Nostalgia every every Wednesday and a ranked list on Tuesdays. So check that one out. But until then, silly. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.